welcome back, Wedgworth alumni listeners. For our third Wedgworth alumni podcast, we will be hearing from two University of Florida PhD students who are studying agricultural leadership, who interviewed Wedgworth alumni on the topic of humility and leadership. In Wedgworth, we talk about many things in leadership for our field. We talk about networking, we talk about relationships, personality, resilience, hearing all sides of the story. And I think that you will find that all of these topics will be touched on as related in some way, shape, or form to this idea of humility. So here today, I have Austin Council and Jennifer Wirt, who are both PhD students in the uh, University of Florida Agricultural Education and Communication Department. Austin Council is a third-year PhD student. He was born in Bradenton, Florida, and grew up in the Tampa Bay area. Austin's primary research focus is the intersection of humility and leadership, specifically how humility is developed and expressed. He's graduating in May of 2019. For fun, Austin enjoys attending live music concerts, traveling, hosting dinner parties, and cooking for his amazing friends, as well as working out at his local CrossFit gym. Jennifer Wirt is uh, originally from Tampa, Florida as well, and spent the last 12 years in Gainesville. Jen has a sincere passion for leadership, education, mentorship, women in leadership, her faith, and serving others. Upon completion of her PhD, Jen plans to work with students as a professor of leadership education. For fun, Jen likes to spend time in the Florida sunshine, boating, swimming, and exploring new places. Jen also loves to do it to do do-it-yourself projects and crafting. Both Jen and Austin were uh, our students, of course, in the uh, agriculture education department, like I said, but they also had the pleasure of working with our very own Dr. Hannah Carter, director of the Wedgworth Leadership Institute. Uh, Jen and Austin both uh, did research with Wedgworth graduates uh, and utilized our network uh, to complete their research. Um, So I'm going to start off today asking the two of them about this idea of humility and leadership, since that's what they studied. Um, I want to know how they would define or describe a humble leader. Um, So Jen or Austin, take it away. Yeah, so this is Jen here. I think for me, when we think about humility and leadership, um, I really define humility as this proper perspective of one of oneself. So the ideal midpoint between overconfidence or arrogance and underconfidence. Uh, so something like extreme modesty or the imposter syndrome. Um, and so for me, it, it, it really is this proper perspective of oneself, of your relationships with others, and also the the bigger picture, the, the environment in which you're working. It includes things like being open to admitting mistakes, um, celebrating and appreciating the value and contributions of others, and um, just being open to new ideas and perspectives. Very nice, Jen. Uh, also, how would you describe a humble leader for our purposes today? Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm um you know, almost ex- identical with Jen's <laughs> definition. So I've come to know humility as this sort of three-pronged, three-dimensional thing. And, you know, at first I was like, well, I know what a humble person is. You know, it's just they don't really talk much. They're kind of quiet. You know, they, <laughs> but it's a lot more than that. It's it's having an accurate understanding of who you are, you know, your strengths and limitations. It's it's having an understanding of, of how you relate to other people. And that, that means, uh, you know, putting in most cases, people above yourself and uh, recognizing uh, the, the value of people and relationships. And then it's also understanding your, your place in the larger context, um, your, how you, where you are, and, you know, and understanding that you're not the center of the universe. There's, there's other people in this, and we're kind of in this together, and you're a piece of that, uh, but you're not all of that. I love that. 
Okay, so we're going to take this idea, this definition or description of what a humble leader is in mind um, as I as we talk about this today. Um, I'm going to ask the two of you about your research uh, in regards to Wedgworth. Who did you study? What did you find? Um, I know you're not going to be naming any names, but just tell us about what you were able to get out of this, um, being able to meet some of the, the best of the best of Wedgworth. Um, so Jen, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Yeah, so for my study, I, again, I was really after this uh, dynamic of humble women leaders. So uh, my research question was, uh, what is what does humility in humble women leaders look like? How, how do these women describe their leadership philosophy and their leadership practice? Because uh, from a research standpoint, we really don't know very much about humility. Um, and no one has really looked at the intersection of humility and gender. And so I was kind of starting from scratch. I had looked... Uh, at some a little bit of former research on confidence, but um, we we don't really know very much about humility yet. So that was what I was after, and um, Dr. Carter was kind enough to offer me her Wedgworth alum, and so uh, she um, she identified some women leaders that, based on her experience of having them go through the Wedgworth program, felt that like they were particularly humble women leaders. Um, and so, which was actually very helpful because humility is hard to measure and also self-identifying isn't the best way to, to assess whether or not someone's humble. So Dr. Carter was kind enough to identify some folks and then we asked if they'd be willing to participate. And um, that's how I got my group of participants for the study. And then I had a really nice mix of um, folks all the way from class one to class 10. So a broad spectrum and um, within different avenues of agriculture. So about half of my participants uh, worked for family businesses, family farms, um, worked in some capacity um, running the family operation. And then the other half were folks from um, different sectors of agriculture that worked in marketing or worked in um, finance or something along those lines. So I had a really nice range of um of women and so jen what did you uh or what I, I know you're at the tail end and about to graduate tell us what did you find what were your interviews like um what was it like to interview these women and and again what were they humble <laughs> yeah so i think for me um it was actually a really enjoyable experience um it was everyone i met with was very kind and um, offered me their time and I got to meet people at their place of work, which was kind of a neat experience for me. I got to drive all over the state of Florida, all the way from Tallahassee to Miami and did their rounds and would meet uh, these women in their place of work and just spend a couple hours with them having a conversation about their leadership and um, kind of how they they view their leadership practice. And uh, I had a series of questions that I went, I went through um, and what was kind of neat about it is I didn't actually use the word humility in my research questions because I didn't want to bias anyone's perspectives. Um, but really, I was after understanding different components of humility and whether or not those lined up with how the women viewed their own leadership philosophies. Um, and so um, in terms of what I found, um, for me, it was a pretty neat experience where I had conceptually defined humility as this idea of a proper perspective of oneself. So not being overly confident, so not being narcissistic or arrogant, but also not being underconfident. So not being, uh, sometimes with women we use the term the imposter syndrome, or we talk about modesty in, in the sense where you're not able to give yourself proper 
credit for your accomplishments or you always deflect or um, sometimes people even think of humility in terms of like lowliness of, of not having um, like a proper sense of your self-worth and your values and your gifts. And so what I found from these women, um, which I thought was really neat, was they did embody humility the way I had conceptualized it. So they were, they did have this proper perspective of themselves where they recognized their strengths and their gifts and their values and how they were adding to their organizations, yet they were also very humble. And so they um, were very intentional about recognizing their team members. Uh, Their leadership was very collaborative. Um, They really valued servant leadership. Um, they found a lot of meaning in in their purpose and on in giving back to the industry and um, contributing to associations. Um, they really valued things like listening, like collaboration. Um, and another piece that I thought was interesting, particularly for women, is they did value feminine characteristics such as empathy and kindness and vulnerability. Um, but those were actually viewed as strengths instead of mm. a lot of times when we talk about women in leadership. It, we look at leadership from a very male-centric perspective. And so uh, sometimes when women talk about leadership or anyone in general, it's like, oh, like we're we're comparing it to men. And so um, a lot of times women end up apologizing for, you know, being too nice or being... um, (laughs) The constant, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, So for me, it was just really neat to um, spend time with these women and I think just to see this embodiment of women that were very confident, very confident in what they were doing, yet still very, very humble mm-hmm. and still, um, yeah, just, just able to have that, that bigger picture in mind and also um, very intentional about empowering those around them and um, using their gifts for the greater good. I'm just curious, did they happen to mention anything about um, how Wedgworth uh, aided their view on leadership or how they, their style or the, what they do, those things that you asked them about? Yes, um, absolutely. And um, it was so neat uh, for me personally to, to hear how much everyone appreciated Dr. Carter because uh, she's been a wonderful mentor to myself and um, someone that I, you know, really value and really admire and don't we all so everyone I met with was like oh Dr. Carter's just you know the most wonderful person ever and they're like oh tell you know going on and on about how um how wonderful she is I'm like well I don't know if she'll actually listen to (laughs) this interview but I'll I'll be sure to pass the the um the message along and so um one of the questions I did have was there there were a lot of similar themes and so I was curious about I'm like okay like how much of this is true to this group of of women uh, just because they're humble and then also how much of this can be attributed to Wedgworth. So yeah. uh, one of the common themes was just the value of relationships. So um, w- one of the questions I asked was, you know, how do you seek out different information, different perspectives, different advice? And um, the most common answer for that question was that that um, everyone u- utilized their Wedgworth network. And so they would, um, you know, about a controversial issue, they would just call up someone that they knew that saw another side of the industry that had a different perspective. And so everyone was very intentional about utilizing their resources, about utilizing the Wedgworth network um, to seek out kind of a, a broader picture, uh, you know, to, to get out as many, to seek out as many perspectives as possible to kind of have a more holistic view of an issue or situation. Um, and so that was something I was curious about as well. I was like, oh, is that, you know, unique to Wedgworth specifically, or is that true of all humble leaders? But um, I would say really just valuing relationships and utilizing the Wedgworth network were two of the things that was common for everyone I spoke with. Which is something that we 
like we find in our evaluations of Wedgworth, things that we find in conversations and, and so on and so forth. Um, Wedgworth is so many things, but it is people and it's the network. So uh, it's neat that that obviously infiltrated their findings of your study. So I'm going to turn to Austin now. Uh, Austin, who also studied Wedgworth graduates, and Austin uh, is near completion of his research. He uh, just finished his interviews with Wedgworth graduates and uh, knowing that Austin's topic was a little different than Jen's, um, I'm excited to hear what he, who he studied and, and what he was able to find from his research as well. Yeah, so my study was, was definitely in the same universe of Jen's. Um, so I, you know, like, like Jen was saying earlier, uh, humility is something that's very hard to study because there's so many different intricacies and dynamics to it it would be very difficult for you to to ask someone rate yourself on humility you know that that overconfidence piece comes in you know i think we all like to think of would want to think of ourselves as humble individuals but really the literature suggests one of the more accurate ways to do that is use other reports so like jen went to dr carter i as well uh, sought advice and counsel from her and I said, hey, based on this definition I have of humility, which is the proper perspective of yourself, proper perspective of others, and then you're, you're kind of you're standing in the larger environment, based on that and based on the, the, the kind of nom- nomination requirements for Wedgworth, who do you think would be a good uh, group of people to, to interview? And so I took the case study approach where I looked at uh, five uh, Wedgworth alumni leader who've been identified as you know, these leaders who practice humility. And I tried. To, I did like a like a 360 of them. So um, I interviewed. I interviewed them and did uh, semi-structured interviews with the leaders. And then I interviewed two people who either worked for them or worked alongside them. And like Jen, I got to do a lot of traveling. I got to meet amazing, incredible people. I even got to go to Texas for one of the interviews, uh, which was an amazing experience. So my study kind of looked at two different things. One. How is humility developed in leadership? And two, how is humility expressed in in, a, in the context of leadership? So, you know, in the in the interviews with the leaders, I you know I would ask them, tell me about your 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 journey of developing as a leader. And one of the things that hands down across the board that everyone mentioned in there, uh, and now I haven't analyzed the data, but this is just coming off of memory was uh, these influential people in their lives, these mentors, these, uh, these trusted advisors, you know, whatever word you want to use, these key people in their lives uh, saw them out, advocated for them. That word came up a lot. These people like so-and-so believed in me, so-and-so advocated for me, so-and-so showed me the way and gave me an opportunity and took time to, to, to teach me. And, mm-hmm. and that, and that feedback that they were given, that perspective they were given, you know, I believe really impacted their their overall humility. Um, several mentioned the uh, the international trips that Wedgworth uh, has taken them on, has really developed them as leaders to immerse themselves in different cultures and learning different ways of doing agriculture. And then a, a few mentioned the the training in Wedgworth itself, the ability to understand their strengths and weaknesses and, and, and develop this accurate uh, view of themselves was something that was done in Wedgworth. And uh, another thing that I thought was really cool is we talk about relationships. A lot of the, the leaders that I interviewed who went through Wedgworth developed these bonds with other leaders, but they were inspired by the, 
the people that they were with, their other classmates, uh, and how how good of leaders they are, and how good family people they are, and how uh, they were just, it was like, it was almost like um, humility begets humility, you know? It's like a, a kind of infectious in that way. And the second part of my study was the expression of humility. So in an organization around people, what does humility look like? How is it expressed? Um, and so these interviews I did with the followers of these Wedgworth alumni, uh, I can say, you know, several of the interviews, the, the, the individuals, without me mentioning the word humility, mentioned the, they mentioned humble. These people are humble people. Uh, you know, the word generosity came up a lot. These leaders are generous. They're positive. Uh, they take time to work with their followers and, and advocate for them very much like the leaders mentors themselves so it's almost like this trickle down effect um, what I am seeing kind of from a holistic perspective is that all of these leaders these humble leaders in Wedgworth are these servant kind of leaders mm -hmm. so they are very follower focused they are very it, they don't they take the emphasis off of themselves they want to elevate their followers they want they want to serve them. They want to make their experience good. Um, you know, several, I, the, I remember the last interview I did, which was just a few days ago, the person said, yeah, this alumni would, would do anything for me. They mm. would, they would take the shirt off their back and give it to me. Um, and that's something that I heard on, in one same, one way, shape or form in every interview. Wow. And that's a testimony again to the Wedgworth Network and the relationships, the true authentic relationships that are formed because of this program. Um, so I love, I love that the two of you both touched on that, that in essence, um, a big part of humility is uh, not realizing that you're not alone and, and being interdependent with um, others. Uh, something that I think our program does preach a lot is that you, you can't operate alone. You have to be able to work with other people. Uh, so I'm going to bring it on home here um, for our time together today. We want to talk about, certainly we've talked about your, your research, but we want to bring it home to how this applies to Florida's agriculture and natural resources. Um, so first, how do the two of you think that we can better teach, um, even though our, again, our leaders, I think we we boast some pretty humble leaders in our Wedgworth Institute, but how can we better facilitate the development of, of humility um, in Wedgworth? What do you think, guys? So, uh, so I think, you know, humility is one of these things, and I've learned from the interviews too. A lot of a lot of the individuals just, you know, said, you know, life in general makes you humble, but mm. a lot of the times too, I really believe that if we had a structured sort of uh, program of, of mentoring where you, where you get paired with someone, you journey with them together, you teach them, you learn from them, you learn from each other, you develop a relationship much like they do in, in Wedgworth, but you know, particularly for undergraduate students or for, for, in, uh. for um, people who are interning in ag industry, you know, um, one of the pilot interviews I did, which isn't something I'm going to use in my study, but one of the pilot interviews I did uh, for a gentleman that works for a, an agrochemical company said the, the major impactful thing he's able to do is this idea of mentoring, and his company actually does that. Like, they set it up for him. And so he's gotten mentoring, and then he's able to mentor others, and it's just like this great cyclical process. And I really think 
where that feedback comes into play is really what helps us develop humility. Like getting feedback from other people saying like, and not in a demeaning way, not in a negative way, but constructive feedback to help us understand ourselves better would be really good. And it's it's funny you say that because through the program we do match our uh, our classes and the individuals with uh, alumni to help mentor. But certainly that's something we often hear is that uh, nothing against our alumni, but sometimes things just get busy. And so that opportunity to get that feedback from an alumni member uh, to a current class member sometimes is something we neglect. So uh, I appreciate that you you talking about mentorship being an opportunity that we can continue through Wedgworth to develop uh, humility in our leaders. Uh, Jim, what do you think? Yeah, so I would I would build off of that as well. I think one of the neat things that I discovered with my interviews was that the humble women I interviewed were really interested in investing in the next generation, particularly of women leaders. Um, so I did hear um, some pretty interesting stories, particularly from um, folks that were a little bit older and had been working <laughs> in agriculture for quite some time. Um, so it was neat to hear how things were shifting, um, and all of these women embodied a tremendous amount of resiliency and hopefulness, which I, I thought was really refreshing. No one, um, some, some folks did share some stories of uh, somewhat, you know, unfortunate circumstances or, or uh, times when they were, you know, mis, uh, somewhat mistreated or looked down upon simply because they were women. And, you know, agriculture is a very male-dominated field, but um, no one had any any bitterness or any mm. resentment um, everyone just chose to kind of let those experiences go and to continue to move forward and to improve the industry for the next generation of women wow. and so um, some some one of the things that you hear unfortunately um, sometimes about leadership is I think this idea of we repeat the culture that we've received and so if you've experienced this culture where you had a um, kind of prove prove yourself or work really hard or um kind of go through this trial period um then sometimes we tend to to do do the same thing with our with our mentees and so unfortunately sometimes women are um not always um kind to other women it's like well I had to work extra hard to get here and prove myself and so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make things easy for you I think that's kind of a narrative in the larger culture but what was true for these women is that they were very intentional about uh, building the confidence of the young women that they worked with wow. and building them up and um, trying to make things better for the next generation of women. And so I think that mentorship piece is so key because I think um, sometimes intentionally but but often subconsciously we kind of repeat the models that we've received. Right. And so if we can provide really good models um, for those that we're pouring into, I think it empowers them to then go forth and to, to do that for others. Um, so I would say echo the mentorship piece and then I would also say um, that I think it's important that perhaps we start kind of redefining leadership and uh, we kind of think about how a better definition of leadership that's more inclusive of of humility and humble leaders Um, and one of the things that I thought was neat about the women that I worked with is um, they actually saw humility as as a strength and so they would say like I actually think I'm successful because I admit when I don't know something or because I'm willing to ask for help or because I'm willing to say like I don't know what you're talking about right now like I need to take some time to pause and reflect and gather more information or I need to I need to ask an expert uh, on this particular topic because you know this is this is not my area of expertise Um, and it was just kind of neat to see that that perspective 
in my opinion, created much better, more effective leadership um, because it fostered collaboration. So these women were willing to um, pull in as many people as possible in order to have a better end result, to get, get a lot of buy-in, to kind of create something that was more, uh, more meaningful and had more of a lasting impact than if they just worked on it solely by themselves. Um, yeah, so I think redefining leadership um, to be more inclusive of a humble perspective and, and to really see humility is actually a strength. Jen, you really just uh, took it away with my, my last question about how we can take all of this and apply it to Florida's ag and natural resources um, for the next generation. Uh, the fact is we do see, um, we see a generation that may not be as interested in going into our industry for a lot of reasons, and we need um, to strengthen our ability to retain and strengthen our ability to, to entice and empower the next generation to, uh, to work in our industry um, for the sake of, of all the complex problems that we face. Um, and so with that, like as you talk about mentorship and, and redefining leadership, uh, I think that we should all uh, take into consideration how we can better um, leave a better legacy for those who are going to follow behind us and, and with that humble perspective in mind. Um, Austin, I'm going to give you opportunity too if you have any other comments to share about how we can better serve Florida's ag and natural resources, um, how this all of this can be used to to better our industry. What do you think? Well, I, th- I, I don't know. I mean, I think Jen kind of covered everything. <laughs> uh, it's hard to follow something like that. Uh, but, you know, I would say, you know, one of the interviews that I did that really, really struck me was, um, you know, of course I can't name any names, but uh, the, the gentleman was uh, identified by his followers as someone who is one of the most open people that they'd ever been around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with something like agriculture, with how it's changing and how complex it is, if we were able to somehow teach and foster just having an open mind, having an openness to different perspectives, that would just go such a long way with with the the amount of change that's happening in the field. Yes. And uh, these interviews have really opened my eyes to how valuable that is because these humble leaders are essentially able to say, hey, I don't have all the answers. I'll find you someone who does, though. And they're able to assemble these great cohesive teams that work together. Uh, that that I think can be really really beneficial for any any context in agriculture. So if I break, can break down what you're saying, humility can help us unlock, like, the the closed mindedness sometimes that we we have when we're trying to protect when we're trying to preserve our ways of doing things. Humility can help us be more open minded. I love that, and that's something we do talk about a lot in ag um, as we need to face complex problems of disease and trade and so on and so forth. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, we're uh, getting close to the 30-minute mark. Um, I just want to say thank you to Jen and Austin for taking the time to be interviewed for our Wedgworth Alumni Podcast. Um, I am so thankful for the opportunity to go through the program with them. Uh, these folks, um, if you were interviewed by Jen or Austin, you know that they're incredible individuals, and uh, I look forward to seeing how their future research and scholarship is going to um, impact our communities. Um, if you're listening to this and if you didn't have the opportunity to be interviewed and want to know more about humility and leadership, uh, you can certainly email uh, Dr. Carter and she will be happy to give you access 
um, to uh, Jen or Austin to talk more, especially if you want some kind of training or something for your organizations. Uh, so with that, um, I will uh, be talking to all of you later with our next Wedgworth Alumni Podcast.